You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic today. It's March 21st, 2017, the first day of spring, I believe. Uh, my name is Philip Rosmerich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Sorry about you coming a little bit late today. If you do tend to listen to Locked On Magic in the morning, this will be there for you as long, along with probably Wednesday's episode. I'm going to try and run real quickly through things since I'm late today. Uh, we'll talk about the Magic's win over the 76ers, uh, some of the basics uh, of what happened there, as well as uh, the big takeaway for me uh, from the game and whether we can uh, see if that extrapolates into anything longer term for the Magic. And then I'm also going to talk about the big rumor from the weekend. I promised I would talk about it on yesterday's podcast, so I'll talk about it in a little bit more detail here uh, with uh, the Magic's front office seemingly in some major flux uh, as the season comes to a close, and I think we do expect some change to happen. What change is the big question? But let's start with Monday's game, the Orlando Magic taking on the Philadelphia 76ers. Not the sexiest matchup. In fact, it was a matchup that many kind of just pegged as a, a tank bowl. Uh, both teams both teams are in different stages. I think both are trying to win. The Sixers, obviously, they're without Joel Embiid, without Ben Simmons, and Jaleel Okafor also sat out uh, on uh, Monday's game. Uh, so there's not a lot of, of uh, appeal to these games, and obviously both teams are in the bottom five of the league. The Magic and the Sixers now, after the Magic's win, a 112-109 overtime victory, are now only a half game behind the Sixers for the fifth spot in the lottery. That obviously is going to get a lot of people get a lot of people's dander up, uh, but I, 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 I'm personally not so concerned about that because I do think the Magic are trying to win games. And if they are trying to win games, this was a positive sign in a lot of ways. Uh, Orlando trailed by as much as 17 points in the second quarter. They're down by 16 at various points in the third quarter. They looked completely lifeless. Philadelphia looked like the more energetic team. If you were asking me which team was tanking, I would say the Magic in that first half because the Magic just did not have the energy. And, And just like last week's game against Sacramento, the Magic have more talent. They're the more talented team. No offense to Sacramento. Sacramento is a nice young team. Orlando has the talent to win these games, and it's just about whether they execute, pay attention to the game plan, and play with energy. And the first half of this game proved all of that because the Magic did not play with energy, did not play with with great execution, uh, turned the ball over a lot, were really sloppy, and Philadelphia took it to them like any NBA team would, even the really bad ones. Brooklyn would have destroyed the Magic with the way they played in that first half. The difference is Philadelphia doesn't have a lot of depth right now. Only nine active players for the game. For the game, uh, they were prone to mistakes themselves, and they never they could not put the game away. And the Magic took control in the fourth quarter, trailing by nine, entering the fourth quarter. Orlando started to make plays to get themselves back into the game. Whether it was Alfred Payton digging out a rebound, whether it was Bismack Biombo blocking a big shot, whether it was. Uh, just making a shot at the right time, getting to the foul line. Philadelphia committed so many fouls. Orlando takes takes 46 free throw attempts in the game. That helped Orlando stay in the game. And those energy plays, uh, especially on defense, where the Magic played some incredible defense in the second and the fourth quarter, especially six for 21 shooting for Philadelphia in the second and the fourth quarter. Orlando shoots only six for 20, and they still come back and win and, and force overtime and eventually win the game. Uh, it is just a a, a collection and a, and a uh, kind of amalgamation of good plays that got the Magic the victory. And for me, for one, one for me, 
I'm never one to complain about victories. Uh, Orlando did what they had to do to win the game, and and it all kind of culminated on a Terrence Ross uh, jumper. Ross shoots four for 15. That one make gives the Magic a lead in overtime, a two-point lead in overtime. They get a stop, get to the line, end up winning the game despite one last push from Philadelphia with with a made three by Robert Covington. Uh, It was the kind of game where the Magic just had to, to scratch and claw and find their way to, to get it done. These, these guys just change their energy. You know, I mean, we, we know coming back from the West Coast, there, there's always a little bit of a dip in energy. And, um, you know, we kind of talk about it and address it and they say, this is not good enough. You know, and that was kind of the theme of the halftime speech that we just got to bring it. This is not okay to just come out and um, settle for not having energy. You got to find it. You know, if we're going to become a, a, a playoff caliber team and, and build winning habits, okay, that's one of the things you got to do. You got to find energy when it's not naturally there. And in, in that case, this was an important win. And I'll talk a little bit more about why this was an important win and why those statements that that coach Frank Vogel just made uh, are so critical to what the team is trying to trying to build. Uh, let me run through the stats real fast. Just the final box score for you real fast. Nikola Vucevic leads the way with 26 points, 10 for 23 shooting, uh, 13 rebounds. A solid game from him. Again, just like everyone else, struggled a lot defensively, especially in the first half with Rashawn Holmes. Uh, team was just so disconnected. Perimeter defense was bad. Interior defense was bad. Uh, but he really picked up his play. Was a constant offensively. Really helped the magic in the game on that front. Uh, Terrence Ross, 15 points, 4 for 15 shooting, 2 for 9 from beyond the arc. Four turnovers. Tough game for him. Really struggled to, to make shots all game long. He had plenty of good looks, just could not get them to go down until that final shot. Made the big shot that mattered for the Magic. Evan Fournier, 19.6 for 12 shooting, 6 for 10 from the line. Four turnovers for him as well. Okay game, not great. Uh, Aaron Gordon, 17 points, 4 for 7 shooting, 9 for 11 from the foul line as the Magic get to the line for 46 free throw attempts. Alfred Payton, 10 points, 13 rebounds. Four assists, four turnovers for him as well, and Jody Meeks, nine points off the bench, but he did shoot one for nine, over three from beyond the arc, seven for nine from the foul line. As I said, I do believe that this was uh, an important win, and I know that there's there's a crowd of Magic fans who are upset because the Magic are now only a half game behind the 76ers for the fifth spot in the lottery, and most people believe that they should be going the other direction, and uh, this is, to me... Like, I, I do agree with Coach Vogel that the rest of this season is about building the base of a culture for this group and for this team. The idea of the rest of the season is to show, and, and this was the case even at the trade deadline, as far back as the trade deadline now, the point of the season is to build a base to grow from for 2018 because we are, I think we all sense that the Magic are not about to go into a full rebuild. If they were, they would have cut Jeff Green. They would have they would have really committed to some of the to, to just bringing in young players and seeing what sticks. Adding two year guy, adding guys on minimum contracts for two years. Stuff that that the the whole point of this end of the season is even if they weren't trying to win, is what are we doing for 2018? What are we doing for next season? Orlando already knows they're getting a good draft pick. They're going to be in the likely in the top five, even if they don't move anywhere. I don't see them moving back to three. I don't think they're going to lose enough. And maybe they catch Philadelphia and move to five. And, and that is a little bit of a difference, but it's not a huge difference. And I think 
with the team likely to bring back at least a good chunk of this roster, not all of it, but a good chunk of this roster, it's more beneficial for them to win. And so building winning habits to create something, some sense of of just winning basketball for next season is absolutely critical. And games like this, even against a team like Philadelphia, and I get it, it's Philadelphia, and they've won back-to-back games for the first time since December 26th, and those two games have been against against third play third third lotto slot Phoenix and fifth lotto slot Philadelphia. These these aren't big teams they're beating. But doing what they had to do to win this game is a good sign. Is a is something that they're going to have to learn how to do to win games against the better teams in the league. To even beat a team like Charlotte who they'll play Wednesday. The Magic trailed by 17 and looked dead in the water. If you were asking me who was, I mean, again, like I said earlier, if you were asking me who was tanking, it wouldn't have been Philadelphia. It would have been Orlando. And even if you watch Philadelphia, you can't tell me they're tanking, or at least the players and the coaches are tanking. They're trying to win basketball games. They're playing their butts off. And you always have to match their energy level. They don't have the talent to win. But they play hard. They're not tanking. They're just a bad team. The Magic, all season long, have had talent. Now, maybe not playoff talent, but certainly mediocre talent to get to 30 or so wins. The question with them has always been, are they playing smart? Are they playing hard? And again, this isn't about effort. This is just playing at the level that that you expect for their talent. They've been underachieving all year. And and ESPN.com actually released released some, some numbers that suggest they're the fourth most underachieving team in the league this year. The Magic should be better. And they know it. I think they know it. And in this game, they certainly knew it. Because when they went into the locker room, Frank Vogel wrote on the board, ENERGY, in all caps, exclamation point. And as Vogel said in that clip that I played, they had to find the energy if they were going to win this game. And if they're going to build the kind of culture that they want, they have to find the energy over and over and over again. Whether or not this game means anything is going to be seen in Wednesday's game. Do the Magic play with intensity, with effort, with energy, with precision? Do they carry this over or do they do they lay a dud? We've seen that time and time again where they play really well one game, feels like they're turning a corner, and then the next game they, they just disappear. That's why the Magic are in the position that they're in right now. They're in this position because... They can't get out of their own way. And so, on Monday's game, the Magic didn't get out of their own way. In Monday's game, the Magic made every little play they had to make. They went out and took that game and they won it. That's building a winning culture. That's the kind of thing winning teams do. Yes, I know it's Philadelphia. So... It, it all comes with grains of salt and in italics or, or whatever emphasis you want to put on it. You know, there's an asterisk maybe. Wins are wins. They all count the same. you got to be able to do this 
against Philadelphia as much as you got to be able to do it against San Antonio. And remember, Orlando beat San Antonio earlier. It's a different team, I know, but... If the Magic want to build a winning culture, they need more efforts like they had in the second half. They give up 42 points, score 57, bring the Sixers down to 38.2% shooting, 9 for 34 from beyond the arc, force 16 turnovers. Orlando has to worry about themselves, obviously. But if they bring that kind of effort and intensity, they're going to give themselves a chance most of the time. And obviously, the players on the court want to win games. You don't want guys who want to lose. You don't want those players. With the Magic, it's always been a question of ability. Just like most teams. It's okay if you get beat by a better team. It's not okay if you get outworked. And coming back from the West Coast, I, I'm experiencing it this myself. That's why I'm recording this at 1.30 in the, in the afternoon instead of 1.30 at night like I usually do. It takes some time to, to get your bearings back. When you've been out west. And the Magic felt that jet lag and, and felt that a little bit Monday night in the first half. But they dug down deep and found the energy to win the game. That's important. You can't tell me that's not significant for a team that has struggled and, get, and, and, and frankly given in to fatigue and given in to the runs that teams put on them and given in to, to so much all year. For them to finally just go out and take a win that, to me, is a sign of progress. That there is something salvageable in this group. Granted, as always, it's just Phoenix, it's just Philadelphia. Do it against Charlotte. And then and then we might have something. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously we all are disappointed uh, with the season. No matter what happens to the end, we are going to be disappointed because we didn't get into the playoffs. But uh, I think that we can still... Uh, Finish this on a positive note. Maybe you know help build solid base for next year. Uh, you know, but you know, we gotta you know play and try to win every game until the end of the season. Uh, you know, whenever you step on the court, you're gonna try to ha- and, uh, win. So uh, it's not gonna maybe matter that much, but still feels better than losing. That is uh, Nikola Vucevic after the game on Monday, and obviously the the Magic, the players, the coaches still care about winning, uh, and and we're I'm gonna hold him to that standard at least, even if even if it does hurt their lottery chances just a bit. It's, of course, still a lottery, uh, but I, I don't anticipate the Magic doing a complete roster overhaul. I think there will be changes, obviously, and and, and obviously there will be things that happen this offseason, but I do anticipate that these experiences, getting a win like this, if they can build on this, then then it'll be worth it. If they lose to Charlotte, they get blown out by 30, they, they you know start losing games by 20, 25 points, then it's all irrelevant. I mean, as I tell everyone... Frankly, this roster is not good enough to win very many games. Uh, it's but that's been proven. I mean, they're twenty six and forty five. This roster on its own is is probably not good enough to win very many games. Uh, so you take the wins where you can, and if you can dig out and learn lessons while doing it, that that to me is going to be positive for whoever's still with this team moving forward. And of course, the the focus for the Magic has quickly turned to the summer. 
uh, with the draft coming up, the NCAA tournament going on, with the last look that we'll get at some of these draft prospects before the combine and interviews. Uh, free agency will be a big factor with this team as well, um, although I, I haven't quite done the calculations for how much cap room the Magic will have. Um, they should be able to be in play for some mid-level cap, mid-level free agents at the very least. They do have some attractive contracts that they could possibly move around and trade as well, uh, depending on what they want to do. And like I said, I do anticipate the Magic going for a 2018 playoff spot. But it all starts with the man at the top, and that is, of course, is general manager Rob Hennigan. And the, the smoke is starting to billow uh, as far as what his future will hold and what direction the Magic will go with their front office. Mark Stein of ESPN.com has done some, some reporting on this over the weekend. On Monday, he came out with a report saying that, that, his, that Rob Hennigan's job is in danger, um, that he is indeed on the hot seat. Uh, granted, that is probably in the well-duh category, but... It is the first time that someone has, at least nationally or locally, has reported Hennigan's job being in danger in some way. Uh, Alex Martins said publicly a while back that they'll, uh, to, to Josh Robinson, the Leno Sentinel, I believe, that the Magic will do evaluations of all their staff at the end of the season. I don't think we'll see any movement until the season ends. Um, the timeline then after that is, is dependent on what they do, uh, but... Now we're starting to see smoke rise that yes, the Magic are looking to make, that the Magic are at least considering a major front office change. And one of the rumors that has been flying around for a long time and gained some legs thanks to Mark Stein of ESPN.com again, is Doc Rivers. Mark Stein of ESPN.com reported on Sunday, I believe, Saturday or Sunday, I believe, that the Magic and Doc Rivers have an interest in reuniting quote, somewhere down the road. A lot of people kind of took this to mean it's going to be immediate. And I think that these rumors bubbled up more nationally because of the uncertainty in Orlando and the uncertainty in Los Angeles. The LA Clippers, of course, have fallen to the, I think, the sixth seed in the in the Western Conference now. Uh, and they've, uh, and they've, uh, uh, struggled to, to gain traction. And of course, throughout the whole Doc Rivers era with Chris Paul, with uh, Blake Griffin, with DeAndre Jordan, they've never reached the Western Conference Finals. It's been playoff disappointment after playoff disappointment. And now with Paul and Griffin set to become free agents in the same summer, people are sensing that the Clippers might ask Rivers to take a step back from one of his roles. He's both the GM and the coach. Take a step back from one of those roles to focus on one or the other, or they just flat out make a big change anyway. Now, Rivers is in the third year of a five-year deal, so it, it, it seems very unlikely that he would leave. And so I I always stress when I've been talking about this report that it is somewhere down the road. It has not been a secret in Orlando that Doc Rivers and the Magic have an interest in reuniting. I, I don't think that, that part is a secret. I've heard from multiple sources for years that the Magic would like to bring Doc Rivers back and that Doc Rivers would like to return in some capacity. The timing, of course, has to be right. Steve Kyler of Basketball Insiders, I believe, reported that uh, that Doc Rivers might be interested in being part of the ownership group, whether it be with the DeVos family or as part of an ownership group to buy the team from the DeVos family. Remember, Rivers still keeps a home in Winter Park, Florida, a suburb of Orlando. So the details of this rumor are very, very hazy. 
Uh, I don't believe that it's something immediate. I don't believe that the Magic are going to steal Doc Rivers away to be their GM, and I certainly don't think that he'll be their coach. I think they support Frank Vogel. I think Vogel is still well thought of around the league, uh, and that he's going to be something that the Magic can sell to to a GM to come in and, and, and run the team, essentially, if they move on from Rob Hennigan. The other part of that rumor, of course, is also that the Magic... There have been some talks and some some whispers that the Magic believe that Rob Hennigan deserves a chance for a second year with a coach that they really like in Frank Vogel. Uh, that they're they they are still pretty aligned, although there were some some rumors, especially closer to the trade deadline, that there was some disagreement on Aaron Gordon's role and and some other things regarding team personnel between general manager and coach. Um, and right now, I think Vogel holds a few more cards than Hennigan does. If you know he were looking to to take some more power away on player personnel. But having said all that, I, and I think some disagreement between coach and general manager is, is, is good. There's always a little bit of tension there um, because the general manager is always thinking long-term, coach is always thinking short-term. Regardless of any of that, the Magic have had a very disappointing season. The Magic have not achieved their goals. They are entering the longest, they're in the longest playoff drought in team history. They're, Still technically in the playoff race, but that that will end very soon. I think the the magic number to lose the playoffs is now five, maybe six. I haven't updated my my magic number spreadsheet in a while, um, in a few days now. But having said all this, all these rumors bubbling up now, whether it's the Doc Rivers rumor, which again I don't think is imminent, or Stein, what Stein reported, it's all to suggest that there does appear to be change coming down the horizon. At the very least, it's to save face. It's to show the fans this season was a disaster. We've been going on a good path for a while, and now we've hit a road bump, and and we're going in the opposite direction, and that demands change. You've been patient. We've asked for your patience. You've been patient, and we have not rewarded you. And it does feel like Rob Hennigan is, and, and perhaps rightfully so, the scapegoat for all of this. The Magic do have some big questions to ask this summer, and we'll talk about that once the season ends. I do want to reserve postseason questions for the postseason. We're still in the middle of the year. But certainly the Magic do have to ask some big questions. And in that exit interview with Rob Hennigan, the Magic have to ask those big questions directly of him. How do we, as a team, as an organization, as a franchise, get to the playoffs in 2018? How do we move forward now? What comes next? That is a big question for Hennigan to answer. That is a big question for everyone to answer at this point. Because it's unclear what direction the team should go. The draft pick's going to have a lot to do with it. Both of them. The Magic need to hit on both picks in this draft. Both the the pick at the top, top five pick probably, and the pick in the 20s. And... They'll probably need to hit on those on one at least one of the second round picks that they're going to have. They're going to have two second round picks, or possibly depending on what happens with the Lakers pick, they're going to have two second round picks in the top five of the second round. And I don't think the Magic should bring in four rookies. It wouldn't surprise me if they look for a stash with one of those picks, with one of their four picks, not the top one, but one of those back three picks, um, or back two picks as 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 it may be. But the Magic need to bring in some talent both in free agency, they need to just improve in general. And to sit here five years into a rebuild and say the Magic need to improve everywhere, 
that explains why these rumors are where they're at and why everyone's beginning to look around at who's going to be the next GM for the Orlando Magic. Rob Hennigan is not fired yet. I, 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 I don't have any sense of what direction the Magic will go. I do think that it is telling that these rumors are coming out now, and I do think that it says the Magic are indeed looking in a new direction. But, of course, that gets decided at the end of the season. So I, I wouldn't completely overreact to specific names quite yet. Um, I don't think Doc Rivers is leaving the Clippers. I don't think he's coming to Orlando now. I, I do think that is something both parties are interested in um, based on what I've heard. Uh, but it does depend on time. Timing does matter. Um, at least the Magic are interested in it. Um, it timing does matter, though. Uh, and I, I think that the Magic will do a thorough, thorough check of, of everything before they make their decisions. And of course, there's still three weeks in the season. They're not going to make any rash decisions so quickly. I want to thank everyone for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Apologies for getting it late. I'm still kind of on mountain time. Uh, Kind of got back from the game last night and just absolutely crashed. Uh, My sidebar was late. My podcast is late. I'm still catching up, it feels like, uh, after after my weekend uh, off. So I'll be back in the swing. It's back in the full swing of things, hopefully, for tomorrow's game. I will be back. I will definitely be back tonight to record the podcast for Wednesday morning um, with a complete preview of the Magic's game against the Charlotte Hornets. Until then, this has been Philip Rossenreich of Locked On Magic and OrlandoMagicDaily.com. I will see you all tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.